for today. Yes, indeed. We will be talking with Crypto Tone. Stay tuned. Yay! Welcome to the Tron Stalker Podcast, where this is for informational purposes only. Invest wisely, always invest at your own risk. I am not your financial advisor, and no, I did not get paid prior to making this podcast, but donations are accepted and always appreciated. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's uh, let's let's get it popping. All right, let's do it. Um, cool. Hey, welcome to the Tron Stalker podcast for today. Yes, indeed. We got Crypto Tone. You can follow him on Twitter at Crypto underscore Tone one. All right. And uh, Crypto Tone, tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. All right. What's up, man? Thanks so much for having me on. Um, my Watch YouTube, do a little bit of Twitter here and there. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, formerly I was a real estate investor. I got into crypto back in like late 17, and I've pretty much been hooked ever since. You know, came across Tron early, invested a little bit. And then around March, April, I started picking up some of my, my investments on Tron. Um, I also invest in other altcoins. You know, I pretty much hold a plethora of altcoins for the most part, you know, which I talk about on my channel. Um, you know, Ethereum, Bitcoin um cnn token there's just a ton of them that i that i got into that i'm that i'm really you know uh i i pretty much think the future is going to be crypto and you know with 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 the coming bull market that's going to come up i really feel that a lot of people are going to get in just based on the pure fact that these are deflationary currencies and um you know just having a common understanding of money and things like that seeing the you know the U.S. dollar is not really backed by anything anymore. You know, it, it just really kind of drove me to crypto, seeing that, wow, these are deflationary and they're over the Internet. And as you know, I'm sure everything over the Internet is just so big nowadays. Um, so that's really just my feeling. I'm into I'm into crypto. I'm into technology now. And um, I guess I'm a nerd now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm right there with you. I uh, I actually brag to people that uh i'm a nerd now and i live a nerd lifestyle and i'm proud yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know it's weird because back when i was in real estate i used my phone for many things and i think i had the advantage being young over the competitors and whatnot you know just using intuitive apps and whatnot but i i wasn't i wasn't i was never big on social media ever and I think that's kind of what drove me away from, um, you know, a lot of that was just I wasn't too into it. And then I found crypto, of course, and forget about it. Now I'm like YouTube, Twitter, the whole nine, you know. So um, it's cool, man. It's really cool. I like it. Um, I apologize for the birds chirping in the background. I'm in my I'm on my balcony right now. So just kind of enjoying this uh, nice Florida weather right now. But um, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm into crypto now. I'm into social media. You know, you guys can check me out on Twitter. I post frequently. I also got, you know, my YouTube, of course, which is great. I appreciate everybody, you know, got me up to past 7,500 subscribers now, which is like amazing. I never thought I would pass a thousand subscribers. So that's it's, so sick. It's pretty cool, man. It's really cool to be a, a part of the space and be an influential voice, um, you know, for, for the crypto world for the most part. Yeah, you know, one thing I do like about the crypto world is I know for me, when it comes to uh, followers or 
subscribers or, or whatnot, you know that these people that are following you, they genuinely want to because they want to be intrigued by new information every single day. They're not just doing it because they want to see you fail, if that makes sense. A lot of people have followers because they're ghost followers and they just, you know, they're waiting until that person falls off or makes a mistake so they can comment about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, so my whole my whole motivation behind what I'm doing is – I'm trying to be as real as possible. And a lot of subscribers tell me, you know, off the bat, like, Tone, I like that you're real. I like that you don't come out and bullshit us and feed us nonsense like a lot of these other crypto YouTubers do. You know, there's a lot of YouTubers out there that are all just clickbait and constant price predictions. And they get a lot of views. And and I, I look at these guys and I'm like, you know, these guys, I don't watch them a lot because they're not real. So I kind of like to give my 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 insight. And I feel that it, it kind of rubs off and, and people appreciate that more. And for me, it just, it's a different type of style that I'm not seeing anywhere else. So I figured I'd take the platform and make my own thing and just do me, you know, anytime I get discouraged, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to continue to do me. You know, you get people on the comments that talk shit and everything. And I, I just had no mind anymore because this, listen, this is the way that I think you're either going to like what I have to say or you're not. And if you don't like it, don't watch. It is what it is. Yeah, no, I agree. You know what? So I've been uh, following your channel for a while now because I've been intrigued with just, you know, Tron and crypto since 2015. And I know when I came up on uh, your channel, I used to uh, also do uh, YouTube for a short stint until I kind of changed my content creating uh, adventure, I guess you could say. But one thing that I took pride on was was personally I would get in front of the camera and I would talk to the people. And I, I remember I really liked that because I didn't really I didn't really like screencasters. But you were the only channel that in the beginning you've adapted now, which I, I give you a, a props on. Like I think that's pretty dope. But in the beginning you have to admit you were kind of like a screencaster, right? And but you had such a, you know, a great voice in the community you were the only channels that i basically would watch that was a screencaster if that makes sense but now you're more personable which i like and i think it, i think it shows too you're getting more subscribers because you know people see this guy's real he's keeping it real too you know yeah no and i i definitely appreciate that man thank you so much i appreciate you noticing that um i get a lot of people that tell me the same thing you know in the beginning um you know i started i, I even i have some videos from the beginning of me talking about real estate i was going to a couple of properties did a couple of things I, I was really just trying to get the hang of um getting on and i was really inspired by these crypto youtubers back in the day that that you know were putting out videos and i was like you know i could do the same thing and mm -hmm. and and actually share my insight with people because i have a lot of good knowledge on things like you know prior to crypto I, i'm very knowledgeable in the you know fixing your credit and things like that and obviously real estate investing and everything but um you know i really just fell in love with the crypto space and i just wanted to be a different style than a lot of these other these other um youtubers out there that are just giving out you know uh, just non-informative type of videos or videos that are $15 TRX will hit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I know look, what you I, mean, man. I'm not going to lie. I got to admit, I've done some of them before, but typically what I do is I'll, I'll, you know, I'll show, look, someone else had put up this particular price mm -hmm. prediction and I'm going to talk about what I think, if that's even possible. And in my opinion, you know, a lot of these guys aren't really wrong. 
because of the fact that these things are deflationary and whatnot. And as you can see in the 2017 bull run, I mean, you've been in since 15, so you've been a little longer than me. So you've seen some crazy gains. So when a lot of people come on the comments and they're like, I don't see it happening. I'm like, how, how could you not see it happening? It already already happened. So it's like, people still don't believe, you know, even Warren Buffett, I did a video on Warren Buffett yesterday or two days ago. This guy is out here fudding all over the place about, about, about Bitcoin. How could you continue to do that when you see that it's went up from under a penny to $20,000 to me, it's just like, it's obvious that these guys know what's coming. The big wigs know what's coming. The great thing about these platforms like Twitter and YouTube is that people like myself and you can come out as normal guys, be real with people and just let people know, like, look, you know, we have our own platform now that people are, tr- are starting to take back, uh, you know, what's rightfully theirs as opposed to just billionaires continuing to make billions, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I always tell people, I always believe that the, the younger Warren Buffett would, definitely not pass up an opportunity like this, but now he's older and he has billions of dollars. So why would he basically tell people to convert their money into something else? Because if he does that, it's like, whoa, I'm telling the people to convert their money. Then they own the money, but I own the banks and I want them to put their money with me. And then legally now it's my money. Right. So I think he's protecting his own, uh, you know, ass and that's just what it is. And, you know, I, I respect Warren Buffett. I just feel that, at the end of the day, he might be making a big mistake by doing this, but who knows? Maybe he'll be just like uh, Jamie Dimon and come out and be like, okay, now we have a Wells Fargo coin or whatever. And I think we both know no matter what in the future, we see what's going on with Facebook. They're talking about coming out with the crypto this year. It might be a stable crypto or whatever, but but the virus is spreading, you know? So. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%, man. I mean, it's like, these older guys like Warren Buffett, like Charles Munger, whatever the other guy's name was. And then uh, even uh, Jim Rogers, that billionaire, he came out and basically at a blockchain event where he did an interview with a guy from AMTV. And he basically came out and said, like, you know, uh, Bitcoin is crap. This is crap. And I'm like, how is this guy going to say this at a blockchain event? But the thing is, it's it's like like you said, these guys are billionaires already. So really what do they care if you know if they if they come out and say yeah it's going to be good or yeah it's going to be bad you know do they do they does it really matter to them they're already billionaires but still we have to take it with a grain of salt because i think these guys are told by the governments like look don't be coming out and telling people that this is going to go to the moon because it is going to go to the moon we mm-hmm. just don't want the masses to to really have a common good understanding of that and we understand that technology is taking over people have their own platforms now as opposed to just watching having to watch cnbc and get your knowledge from there now you can actually get real insight from real people and you might take that a little differently than taking that from a from a billionaire so again some people are going to say yeah this billionaire is right he's a billionaire but he's a billionaire because of why because he's old money now it doesn't really matter to him. He's still going to be a billionaire whether he says it's crap or not. That's my opinion. Yeah, very true. And you know what? I think uh, there's been such a cultural shock growing up, you know, in our lifetime. When you think about it, at least for me, when I was going to school, it was kind of like, look, you guys have to do good in school. You need to go to college and get that mythical piece of paper so you could get at least 90000 a year or whatever. And, and, and they used to say, the teachers would say, you know, money equals power. If you don't got it, you ain't got no power. But now 
we are living in a time where there's companies such as Apple that has more money than the government. So it makes you really kind of take a step back thinking, what happened to the world? You know, if the if the government doesn't even have more money than some of these companies, what is going on? Is there a new government? So I think, you know, going back to what you said, they're protecting their own ass. That's why earlier last year we saw Facebook and Google and uh, I think even Twitter say, you know, we're taking down cryptocurrency ads. That was a way for the new government to try and silence us, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I did a, I did a stint in college for about a year and a half. Uh, you know, school was really never for me. I never understood why schools don't teach. Um, I, I guess they, they don't really teach how to balance a checkbook. You know, at that time when I was in school back in, you know, the two, early 2000s, Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't teach you any of that. They don't give you any financial knowledge, which is terrible. So you have to kind of learn it on your own. And it's kind of almost like they do it on purpose. Then when I went to college, I'm actually glad I went to college because I probably got the best piece of knowledge that I ever gained in my life. When I was in economics class, the teacher was going over how the, the money is not backed by anything anymore since 1971. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, how that doesn't make any sense. Well, how is it real money then? He's like, oh, well, it's... Uh, it's not backed by anything. And I'm like, why am I even here at this point? You know, I'm like, I just want to make money and be able to live. In so what's world. my degree backed by? Yeah, that's, that's it's a piece of paper at the end yeah. of the day. And, and you know, uh, I mean, granted, there's people out there that want to be doctors, that want to be lawyers, that want to actually have that type of career. I'm unfortunately not one of those. But maybe fortunately, it's better for me because I'm looking into the future now and, you know, uh, basically you know, just uh, rolling with the technology here because, you know, look, since I was a kid, I mean, we were, shit, what were we doing back in, you know, the early 2000s? I was, you know, we, we were, we were uh, riding bikes, <laughs> riding bikes. And I was going to, uh, you know, a friend's house that when he would do, yo, man, I got ringtones. You need ringtones on your Nextel i95. And I'm like, hell yeah, how much? It'd be like five bucks a ringtone or something. That's yeah. gone, dude. I mean, like, yeah. you, could, you could do so much on your phone now. Like, no one even uses that anymore. It's like dead technology. You know, it's like you could do things so much easier through the Internet. Prior to 2003, we didn't have, even have Wi-Fi, but people still were were prospering. Right. But now yeah. it's like we can't live without Wi-Fi. So my theory is that in the next 10 years, maybe even maybe even sooner, we're not going to be able to live without cryptocurrency because this is the new technology that we're coming into. And as you know, and everybody knows. Or maybe some people don't know, but technology is is a killer. Technology is killer. It's only going to get bigger. There's no way because the entire world runs off of it. Governments, people, debit cards, credit cards, things like that. Um, you know, they, they and and the banks aren't offering any money anymore. So people my age need to take these types of risks if they want to be, if they want you know, if they want to have wealth in life. That's just my take on that. No, it's a good take because uh, in reality. I tell people as well, because so for me, I'm in my uh, mid 20s and I tell people, look, you you got to invest no matter what. How do you think the one percenters got to where they got? They they didn't do it by not investing. They definitely invested. So I think for us in this new age of crypto, we are so fortunate. I sometimes kind of think to myself like, man, I am so lucky I got into this now because five years from now, people are going to look back at, you know, people like you and I that are you know that got into it earlier and just think man they were smart and they tried to tell us you know yeah 
So, and you can, you know, you can't get everyone to do everything. I think as time goes on, the crypto adoption is going to be so simple and seamless that no matter what people are going to have to get into it. Yeah. My my thing about it is like, I, I try, and this is why I think people like my insight because I'm a normal person, but I took a lot of risk back in yeah. back in my early days because I always wanted to be rich. I always wanted to have money. That's just me. So I took a lot of risks. I quit my job back in when I was like 23 and I got into real estate and I learned how to do it and I got into investing around, you know, 25 ish. And from there, you know, I, I just I said, fuck it, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to do it. And that's what I try and I try to get that to rub off on other people because no one's going to come to you and tell you this is what you need to do. When I got into real estate, I didn't tell anybody what I was doing, um, you know, and, and it was it was the best thing that I ever did, because when you tell people about what you're doing, sometimes they're going to look at you and say, that's not the right thing to do. And you don't want to get advice from people that don't know about what you're into or what you're doing. Um, and if you believe in it, you just got to say F it and just go with it. And that's how I've been for forever now. Um, and, and, and again, I've taken a big hit in this bull, in this bear market. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've had some L's. Um, but, you know, in, 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 in my in, in my mind, again, with, with the fact that the U.S. dollar and all the dollars across the world are not backed by anything, what I think is happening is a real paradigm shift right now. They're shifting us. So picture the world as, you know, just, just uh, you know, the, the people who run the world, the Rothschilds of the world and things like that. They're preparing people to get into crypto. Now, it's going to be a long time because people are never really going to fully understand it because people don't have a good understanding of money. Why? Because technically they're not supposed to have money. They don't want people to have too much money. If everybody had too much money there wouldn't be any people working at certain jobs that we need people to work at that we take advantage of. For example, yeah. a McDonald's worker or your Starbucks barista or whatever. Um, you know, so just making that point right there, it just, you know, it goes to show that at, you see the technology coming. Billionaires know that it's coming. They're going to slowly push us into this. And that's why it's going to take time to get the mass adoption. But what I think is going to happen is the technology is going to push it even faster than we originally thought. So they're thinking, yeah, maybe this could be adopted in 20 years. It actually could be adopted a lot quicker based on the fact that technology is just killing everything. You have uh, the country in $22 trillion in debt. There's no way for them to pay that. It's inevitable that a bear market is going to come again. It's a matter of when, of course. Now, as you can see, the stock market came back up again for whatever reason because the way I look at it is Trump is just pumping it right now because Trump wants to win. That's his, that's his kind of his motive right there is that he wants to win. He doesn't want to look bad. Next president that comes in, maybe it'll be different. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll be the one to take the L, but he's going to keep pumping the market artificially until he feels it's time to, you know, do otherwise, which I don't think he is going to, you know, with the way he is, I don't yeah. think he's going to, he's going to do that. Um, so the, the whole thing behind Bitcoin is that it's deflationary and that it's it, it doesn't have a set value. So that's the problem that I see is that people don't understand that this has a, this doesn't have a set value that you can buy Bitcoin today and it could be worth way less tomorrow or it could be even worth more. 
of course. So people feel more secure with their money in the bank. It's always going to be worth a dollar. It's FDIC insured. But as you can see, all these things are starting to come out like stable coins. They're also starting to like you got things like insurance coming out for crypto, which I think is 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 excellent. When you see these things starting to come out, that should tell you right there that this is coming. It's coming no matter which way you look at it. It's coming 100 percent. There's no stopping it, just like there's no stopping other technology and technological advancements. It's just going to keep coming. And we need to we need to prepare ourselves now, especially if you're in crypto, you're going to want to prepare yourself now and get some exposure, because if you don't, you're going to miss, you're going to be salty, and then you're going to buy high, and then the bear market's going to come again in a couple of years, and then what's going to happen? You're going to be pissed. And, you know, it, you know, you got things like debit cards for crypto coming out. And so many big things, man. So many big things that I talk about on my channel. It's just like, it's, it's almost like it's not enough. That's why I throw out four to five videos a day, because like, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to put everything in just one video. I want to be able to sit down, talk about that one thing, and then we all discuss it. Yeah, yeah, no, good point. You know, it's uh, bringing up, you know, Trump and all that. We just kind of got over that whole, like, government shutdown, right? And so you were talking about how people feel very safe keeping their money in the bank because it's FDIC assured. But let's just just look forward to the future. What if the whole government shutdown happened again? So as we know, the feds own the banks. And so if the government shutdown just kept on going, one day the banks could just be – like any, you know, lousy cryptocurrency exchange that notifies people saying, hey, we're going to close down now, you know, and because we we just don't have any more funds. And so you lose everything. So I also see that that is a possibility in the real world if we're not careful as people. I know for me and you and a lot of other people out there in crypto, they kind of notice this, but the sheeps, they don't know yet. And for them to learn it needs to happen. And so for me, I, I like to think a couple steps ahead. That's why I'm in crypto today because, because this is my future. Like I'm sure. not going to play with my future. Yeah. You know? And so, and, and it kind of goes back to what you're saying about Bitcoin. You could buy Bitcoin today. It could drop tomorrow or it could go up, but see at the end of the day, that's yours. Like you own it. Yeah. And so yeah. you can decide to even, you know, it's kind of like you, you buy a car, you take it off the lot. And if you wanted to resell it next week, like it's your it's your choice at whatever price you want to pay. Anyone could pay any price, you know. So, you know. So I think uh, just owning Bitcoin is very smart because in the future, even if you don't want to sell it on an exchange for whatever ten thousand dollars of Bitcoin, you could turn over to your friend and say, "Hey, look, I'll sell you this Bitcoin for nine thousand dollars cash," you know, or something like that. So I think I think it's very valuable asset to have, not just to uh, you know to convert back to fiat, but to just have just in general yeah no absolutely if you don't own any crypto right now and this is for the viewers out there that might not be into crypto and that are thinking about getting into crypto if you don't own any bitcoin now you might want to just dabble with a couple of dollars nothing too crazy um you know something that you know obviously if you lose it it's not the end of the world you know so that's just really my advice to everybody just dabble in it a little bit because if you don't and you don't start to understand it then it's going to come and you're really going to be upset that you didn't get in early and (laughs) you know coming back to the point about um you know people not really understanding it is like like you said if an exchange gets hacked or something people are just completely screwed like half like what happened in 2014 with the mount gox hack um 
you know, there's a lot of new intuitive ways to hold your crypto. So, for example, um, you know, you have so many apps now and the bull run happened and there weren't as many apps as there are today. There's way more apps. There's still people out there building on top of crypto. Um, you know, for an example, you have the Tron Wallet Me app, which is great. Uh, yeah. Tron has the grid card coming out, which is so cool. Um, we also mm -hmm. have a card that I love that I talk about all the time, the Crypto.com card, which is formerly Monaco. The ticker symbol is MCO. That's another investment that I have. Still waiting okay. on my card, which has taken forever. But um, mm -hmm. I already have a plan to kind of exit through, you know, if I when I, for, for when it comes time to use the crypto. Because as of right now, people can't obviously go use Bitcoin at Walmart. Mm -hmm. You have to use a Visa or a MasterCard or Amex or cash. You can't use a form of cryptocurrency. With the Monaco card, you're going to be able to use your cryptocurrency on the app, sell it for U.S. dollar, and then you can go ahead and use it with the Visa logo, which I think is phenomenal. I think that's going to help us get to mass adoption, even though it's not actually using your crypto. But let's say the bull market happens and you want to sell out your crypto. You go over to Coinbase, you sell it into USD. You got all these tax impl implementation implementations and all that. The way I'm looking at it is, you know, with the with the crypto.com app, you go on there, you can uh, sell your crypto. If let's say Bitcoin goes to, you know, $100,000, you could sell your Bitcoin to USDM, which is your stable coin. Let it sit in there. And then when you're ready to use it, you sell it for US dollar and you go ahead and use it at Walmart, use it wherever. And, and, and you're not really, you know, having to go through Coinbase with all those fees and everything. So I, I think it's a really great um debit card that they got coming out really good app there's a bunch of other ones too there's wire x there's um uh, minix 10x card so i like the debit cards a lot i think that that's what people want to see is the debit cards especially here in america because we're not like china yet china uses their phone for everything they don't even look at debit cards they don't even know what that is yeah. um, you know they're out there using qr codes for everything as we should um i remember you know going to a real estate convention back in like 2013 and everybody had a QR code on their on their business card. A year later, no one was using it. Nobody hmm. was using it. I was like, "Wow, you got to be kidding me!" And then all of a sudden, I found out about China a couple about a year ago. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" I mean, it, it, it's like unbelievable what they have going on with um, their society. I mean, everybody's using their phone. Um, so I think that eventually we could get to um, that America, but it's. used to it but on the same token there's a lot of the younger generation that are using their phones for everything for you know everybody's looking at their phone all day i mean you walk on the street and people are got their face dug into their phone it's like all the time so it's it's like you can't get away from it there's no way you can get away from it you know in within what 10 years since the iphone's been released or whatnot you're, you're talking everybody I mean, everybody has a cell phone uh, or, or a, a smartphone, I'm sorry, which has apps on it, which you could do everything now. I mean, people don't even need to call anybody anymore. They could just go on Facebook and, and or Twitter and they could talk to whoever the hell they want, you know? Yeah. I mean, more people have uh, cell phones than they do bank accounts when we talk about the whole world. Oh, it's yeah. Also very beneficial for crypto as well. Yeah. Well, they've been talking about that in uh, in other countries where some crypto companies are going into Africa and places like India where people don't even know what a bank account is. You give this cryptocurrency. They.
needed to. What did they need that for? But now it's a way for people to exchange value in a different way and still be able to sell it for fiat currency um, on an open market, which, which is really cool. So, you know, there's another one uh, was Electronium is doing that. So that's another yeah. coin with, with a big following behind it. And they are trying to do something along those lines. So there's like so many companies out there that are trying to actually innovate and change the world. And again, a lot of people are just really not seeing it. And that's why I'm glad I'm in crypto because we got rid of so many people that were like, you know what, I just want to get rich. And uh, I was definitely one of them. Uh, everybody was at the time. But on the same token, you kind of, you know, for a person like myself, I kind of fell in love with the space and, and what it's all about. And I was like this, I mean, it, how could this not be the future? You know what I mean? How could this not be the future? It's on your phone. It's digital. And you could, it's so easy, you know, it's all over the internet and you don't got to worry. Well, you do got to worry yeah. now, but you know, eventually <laughs> you won't have to worry. I mean, it's such a bitch to send Bitcoin or to send, you know, any currency right now, just because the long private keys and the long addresses, you know, there's some companies innovating to do better job, you know, obviously with QR codes is cool, but um, I, I think it, all that's going to get worked out. It's all going to get worked out. More smarter people are going to come into the game and they're going to figure out how to do this better, how to do this smarter. And it's going to bring a lot of people in. It's going to bring a lot of people in. And, you know, I, I really think that Tron is, is out there doing just that with everything that they have going on. Out of all the coins that I'm invested in, I'd say Tron is probably the one that's doing the most, although it does get the most hate. But I like that it gets the most hate because when it gets hate and they call it a People don't believe they get hit by surprise. And I think a lot of people so far have been hit by surprise with Tron, with what they have going on. I mean, they bought BitTorrent. How could you? I mean, they, they bought a company that has 100 million users on it. I mean, how could that be bad, right? And, it, and it's a decentralized <clears throat> protocol. I mean, it's supposed to be married with crypto, in my opinion. Yeah. And you know what? They're located out here in the Bay Area, which is, one can say, the most pivotal place a cryptocurrency project could be because you are around all the, you know, fascinating technology we have today. But I look at the world as like, okay, today we live off of five tech companies, right? So I think in the future, it's going to be the same with blockchain. We're going to run off five blockchain companies. And I believe Tron is going to be up there. Number one, obviously with Bitcoin, because we can never hit on the Bitcoin blockchain, but, but in a utility form, Tron's going to be number one, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, even when, you, when you're playing the dApps, the transactions go through extremely fast. I have a video that I put out yesterday, um, Tron Bet versus an, e an ETH dApp or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's night and day, man. I mean, it's so much better to use Tron. The transactions go through right away. You don't have to wait three hours for your transaction to, be, to, to go through. So, so, you know, with what they have going on, there's just updates all the time. I love that Justin Sun comes out, updates us all the time tells us what's going on with the, with the company and, and, and just keeps innovating. I mean, how could you knock that? I, in my opinion, I could not comparative to Ethereum, comparative to Bitcoin, comparative to a lot of cryptocurrencies. Um, so every crypto company has their own motivation uh, behind it. And I think Tron's motivation has... You know, there, there's a lot of other companies that are trying to do the same thing, but there's no, 
there, there's, there's, there's no marketing behind it. And that's why a lot of people are like, he's a shill, he's a shill, but we need that. We need somebody to shill their company and let, this is what we're doing. This is why we're going to be big. You can see proof, blah, blah, blah. And that's, what's great about it is that you're investing in a company that is showing you that they're going to do what they're doing as opposed to other companies that come out and say, you know, cause I, I see a lot of guys on Twitter that are pumping these coins that are like, they, they, it's all speculation. This could yeah. be big. This could be big. This, this coin is going to be great. How, how, you know, I, I don't see anything in marketing wise that's going to bring these people to mass adoption. Shit. They might get, end up uh, being purchased by something like Tron down the line because they just failed because there was no marketing behind the project. You know, so there's tons of projects out there that they all these the, the, the smart people out there are saying like 90% of these things are going to go down the tubes. That's just a fact because a lot of them are going to get taken out by other companies because of the fact that that's what happens. They get eaten up by the, you know, look at what Walmart did. Walmart's eaten up so many small businesses that, and there's nothing that you can do about it. There's nothing that you can do about growth. You know, these, these companies come out and they want it. They want to do what they're going to do. They're going to put their greedy hands in there and look, people want to get stuff for cheap. It's it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. I rather shop at Walmart than have to go to somewhere else where I'm going to pay double the price. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you bring this up because uh, just a couple of days ago this week, actually, uh, end of February, there's a token on TronScan. It's a TRC20 token. It's it's uh, under fun. Okay, so it's just like these gambling uh, dApps. There's a lot of them, handful of them, right? So I personally haven't invested into them. But what happened is I just checked their Telegram yesterday and I joined and I noticed literally the day I joined, they got bought out by a company called GoDapps.com. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. I was so surprised. Cool. I was thinking to myself, whoa. I don't think people know what just happened. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, obviously the people that are in the Telegram uh, channel, it had less than 500 subscribers, but I like to think that they are doing it organic way. Those are real, you know, people. Cause if they weren't, we've seen, you know, some telegrams where there's, you know, thousands of subscribers, but they have less than a thousand people on Twitter. And it makes you kind of question like, huh? Yeah. They're you know? bots. But, yeah. Yeah. They're bots. Exactly. Bots. So, so yeah, it kind of goes to what you just said. I've personally just seen this past week a project on Tron already get bought out by GoDaps.com. And so I checked them out and you can see that they have like a bunch of obviously dApps, right? So it's it's kind of a cool business model. I thought to myself, oh, this is kind of cool. But um, I also thought to myself, how does that even go about? How do you buy out a project that's already issued out their tokens? It's already on the decks. It made me had so many questions, but Cause I was thinking like, maybe I should invest into it, but obviously before I invested, I did my research just like anyone else should do. And that's how I found out about this. Cause I saw that one token was 0.002, you know, TRX. And I'm thinking mm -hmm. like, yo, that is cheap. So I could get literally a hundred million of these for a little over, you know, 200,000 TRX. And I thought to myself yeah. like, and so I, I like to think in percentages. So I thought, okay, if the token supply is only 10 million uh, on the white paper it says 30 million. But when I was doing my research, it said, we're going to limit it to 10 million. And you could just see the whole project was just kind of like, they didn't know what they were doing with the project. I think that's why they got bought out. Still. I have so many questions on how that process even works. What happened to the other investors, but, but yeah, no, I mean, times are crazy out here. And um, I don't know if you know anything about that token. I, 
you know, there's not too many TRC20 tokens out there on TronScan, uh, but I think it's one of those tokens that never really gets looked at, to be honest. Yeah, I, I've I've seen it on uh, on TronScan, but I actually have never looked into it. I've I've re- I've looked into a few, um, you know, that I've spoke about on the channel and, and and whatnot, but I I never looked into that one. So that's good to know. If there's only a thirty million supply and it got bought out, maybe that could be a that could definitely be a winner. That was going to be my next question after you had said that you know you can get X amount. Um, I always tell people like, look, you could be a, a, a whale and have 10 million tokens. But if there's, you know, a 12 billion or 100 billion tokens or I don't know, maybe more than that, let's say a trillion tokens. Right. Then yeah, you, like are, yeah. Then are you really a, a whale at the end of the day? Um, yeah. You know, there was a coin that came out that everybody got airdropped uh, test two, And I, everybody was like, what is this test two? It came right out right before the, uh, the, the BTT drop. And I was like, I don't know. And I looked into it and there's like 12 trillion tokens. So I don't know <laughs> what the heck that is, but you know, they're going to be testing for days. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a test two billionaire or a trillion. Yeah. 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 Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, for, for something like that, it's like these companies just come out and they create tokens and they have their reasons for why they have X amount of tokens and everything like that. And, and again, I'm pretty knowledgeable in the space, obviously, but when it comes to like why they make so many tokens on some of these things, I don't really understand. Um, I've seen, I, I seen something the other day that had like a quadrillion tokens or what is a quadrillion? I don't even know how to go that high, but, but yeah, yeah, quadrillion tokens. And I'm like, what the hell? Or maybe it was test two. Was it quadrillion? Yeah. You know what? I think it was test two. I think it's quadrillion. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's why they airdrop so many. Um, but you know, uh, it, it's just, it, I, I don't really understand that whole aspect of it, but for, for Bitcoin, obviously there's only 21 million. It's going to be digital gold. It's probably not going to go away because they can't shut down the whole, you know, the whole system and whatever. Um, so that's why I think scarcity with Bitcoin is going to be, you know, that, that's, that's just going to be like inevitable, you know, as of, as of today, I believe it's like 89% of the Bitcoins have already been put into circulation, leaving about 11% left for the remaining uh, 120 years that it's, that it's said to be mined. So, I yeah. mean, you know, it, it's almost inevitable that if, it, if they continue and they, and they get the Lightning work Network up and running and every, all the, you know, transactions are able to get pushed through faster and whatever, then they're going to be able to sustain it. But I think that every other currency needs to go on delegated proof of stake, just like Tron and like EOS. Because these these transactions need to go through fast for people. We we're we're, we're spoiled these days. People don't want to wait. You know, I used to wait for AOL dial up back in the nineties when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and then you sit. I used, to, <laughs> I used to kick my computer. I used to get so pissed it would take so long. But like I would still sit through it and and talk on the computer, do whatever you know, chat rooms, AOL chat rooms, shit like that. And mm-hmm. you know, it just goes to show that now, like everything is so much faster and we take advantage of it and we could do basically everything on our phone now. And I think that the phone is the key. The phone is the key. They need to get crypto on the phone more so. And that's why I love these companies that are innovating by putting crypto wallets and, and just things like that on your phone, because you can't have this on the computer. People are just not going to mass adopt something when they have to do it on the computer. Um, I do love the ledger nano for storing your coins but i always tell everybody don't store all your coins in one place i don't care if it's on a ledger nano or on a trezor or whatever if you do that and ledger craps out for whatever reason you never know um you know you 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 could you know your coins are missing forever and that doesn't mean put all your coins on an exchange but 
diversify throughout the ecosystem. Tron Wallet Me, you got Ontology has an app. You have, you know, obviously Coinbase app, uh, Binance app, things like things like that. Um, you know, Coinbase just came out with a with a with a with a cold storage wallet that goes on your phone, which is encrypted and all this stuff. So, not a big fan of Coinbase, but they're making that move to you know, kind of, kind of get people interested in storing their currencies a little safer. And, you know, I believe they either have insurance or they're going to have insurance soon, just like Gemini also will, which is great because if your coins get hacked or something, then you know what, you're going to get your, you're going to get your money back. And that's what people want. People want to feel secure. They want to have that warm and fuzzy feeling inside that they have a guarantee that they're not just going to lose their money because they made a mistake by putting it on an exchange and then the exchange crapped out. So for mass adoption to really occur, we need to see these companies come out and innovate with things on the phone. That is the only way that I see this happen. There's no way if we continue with these desktop wallets and all this stuff that, 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 you know, things are going to, things are going to grow from that aspect. We need to get things on the phone so people could go pay, do whatever they got to do with their crypto and be able to see it in front of their face. Every minute of the day, they need to see it in front of their face. They need to at least have that option to have it in front of their face uh, constantly. That that's gives them the reassurance that, oh, my coins are not gone or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, one um, one wallet that I've always been very fond of is the Trust Wallet. And I was fond of it before uh, CZ bought it out to make it kind of part of Binance. Do you, do you ever use the trust wallet at all? I you know, a, one. a couple of people have uh, mentioned the trust wallet. Cause I was saying something about, you know, Ethereum and how you got to use MetaMask on Chrome. And then they were telling me you could use the trust wallet. And I never actually, I never trusted it. <laughs> no, I, I, to be honest with you, I, 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 I never heard of it until maybe like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I never heard of it. You're like, the name seems a little fishy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do they really want me to think that this is the trust wallet? <clears throat> like the trust wallet? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I mean, I mean, you know, I'll probably check it out now because everybody's telling me about it. So I'll probably just check it out, kind of get a feel for it. Maybe even do a video on it. I kind of learned how to screencast on my computer now so I can put my, my phone on there and just kind of review apps that's my new thing lately is i want to review apps because that is what people want to see they want to see apps no one wants to see this computer bs where you got to go on metamask or you know any of that bs they want to see that you could use your phone for this because then it could be in front of their damn face all the time that's what they have in their pocket their phone it's always there for them so again the reassurance that they're going to be able to look at their crypto by just pulling out their phone and see it this is going to make them feel a lot more comfortable. So, you know, over time, I think that it's just, there's just going to continue to be advancements. I don't see like this not advancing. I mean, crypto has been advancing ever since inception. So just like any other new technology, why would this, why wouldn't it continue to, to advance when we're now sharing value across borders? That's just insane. For me, I always go back to the analogy of, uh, you know, how the post office was taken out by email and you got, you know, WhatsApp takes out uh, calling cards where you could just call over Wi-Fi to your family member in another country. Now we have this for money. And that simple fact right there is big because there's a lot of people in this world that don't have the luxuries that we may have here in America, need to send money overseas, may work in, in a different country. They have to send their money back to their family and they got to pay 25%, I believe it is, like 
you know, after everything is said and done with Western Union fees and all that other BS. So if we could get people to use cryptocurrency, they're going to save a lot of money. You know, I mean, they're going to yeah, save they a ton of money, dude. So it's all about saving and, and um, you know, just uh, usability. They, people need to learn how to use it and understand it. Also and, ownership, too. Like you own it. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's that's kind of more like an anarchist type thought. I mean, not a lot of people are going to have that um, that thought process where they're just gonna be like, you know what, F it. I'm just into, you know, I hold my cash and I'm happy with that. I have it in the bank. I use my debit card. So you got to kind of be like an anarchist for money to really understand that, 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 that aspect of it, that, you know, you own it, you know, uh, but we got to get people to really understand it over time because eventually the way I see things is that people are going to, people every day are held more accountable every single day as we advance, as we advance as human beings for the most part. So basically what I'm trying to say is that people want to uphold their reputations. We have credit scores now, which is obviously still fairly new. It's 40, 50 years old, but it's, mm-hmm. it kind of holds people accountable in a way where they kind of have to do good by themselves so that they don't commit a crime or they don't, you know, um, um, how do I say this? Like they, they don't commit a crime or they don't do bad by others and they, and they kind of uh, gain more responsibility um, upon themselves because that's what the world needs. We need everybody to have, you know, a high score for the most part. You don't want, you know, if you have a lower score, I might not deal with you. I mean, I saw a, a show. I can't, I can't remember the name of it. I mentioned this a couple times in the video, but I seen a show or was it a movie? I don't remember on Netflix. And basically the girl had her phone and it was, um, you know, it, she was looking at her phone the whole day. And it was just basically every, everybody was working off of this point system where you would go up to five points and then, you know, if you got if you committed a crime or did something stupid or, or yelled at somebody or something like that, your score would go down. So you kind of had this incentive to be like a good person. And it, the show sucked. I couldn't watch it anymore. I was like, this show blows. But I like the, <laughs> I'm not binge watching this one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I watched it and it kind of like dawned on me from being in crypto. It's like I think about everything now and I'm like, wow, so these people in this show are incentivized to be good and do good by others so that their reputation goes up and other people will like them. Get it? So that's the, that's what I got from it, even though the show sucked. Um, You know, same thing goes for, like I said, with the credit scores and things, people need to uphold their reputation. Now over time, people are going to have to do so even more and people are going to have to be responsible for their own money. Whereas they're going to have to be responsible, but that's why we need insurance. You need insurance for everything nowadays. You need insurance for your house. You need health insurance. You need car insurance. You need all this because if you're, you're ever to um, you know, get hurt or something happens, somebody ha- else has to be held liable for your loss, basically. That, there has to be some kind of recourse for everything. And nowadays, people want that fuzzy feeling inside that there's going to be that that, that, that – um, that that helping hand to them so for people to get in really get into crypto they're going to want to see these um they're going to about want to be reassured that their money's protected there's no ifs ands or buts about it you're not going to get into something that you're going to be vulnerable and if you lose your money it's on your ass and then you can go crying to the sec and they're going to tell you well go fuck yourself you know what i mean because <laughs> like, like, elon doesn't like us yeah like like <laughs> what like what are they what are they going to do at that point so 
you know, when you keep your money in the bank right now, what happens? You got FDIC insurance. The bank gets robbed. There's something happens. I mean, the government gives them the money anyway because they want to keep the, the, you know, everything flowing. That's the way I look at it. But at the same time, the person, the individual feels comfortable that their money is safe and they don't have to worry about anybody coming into their house and stealing their cash. They'd rather trust the bank now because they have FDIC insurance. That's how they got people to put money in banks. And now yeah. you can't even pay cash. You can't even pay with cash in certain places. And every time I go to a place that they don't accept cash, I say, how in the hell do you not accept the currency of the United States of America? That makes no sense to me how you cannot. <laughs> but but I and I tell them, I'm like, you see what's coming, though, right? That's why I tell them. And I'm like, crypto. And they're like, what? Oh, I don't know. I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, oh, I, I don't know. That thing seems, seems a little sketchy. And I'm like, well, don't you think it's a little sketchy that you guys don't accept cash? You know, you know, our places don't accept cash. And it, it kind of, you know, I kind of try and change people's perspective that way. Because fingers out there, people think about that. And, and that kind of makes sense. So over time, I think people's mentalities are going to change when it comes to money. And they're, um, they're going to adapt to it. It's just going to take a very long time. Well, maybe not a very long time, but it's going to take a long time before it's completely with everybody. And everybody has to uphold their reputation. Everybody has to hold their own private keys. And then, of course, their private keys are going to be insured by whoever the hell is going to insure it. And they're going to figure out a way. They're going to figure out a way. That's why this was created. This, again, I'm, I'm not a big believer. And I was, you know, kind of don't really debate me on it because it's like you can't say yes or no. But I think government created Bitcoin. I think the government put somebody up to creating Bitcoin because if I was a billionaire and I was like, look, we got it. We got to, you know, or I was the Rothschilds like they like back in the day when they had the meeting at the Fed. I think it was in Georgia. And they all talked about you know, the beings of the minds. And they all talked about how they're going to run this whole money thing and how they're going to make the U.S. dollar the top dog and, and, and all in the reserve currency <clears throat> and whatnot. I think they had a meeting similar. And they they basically said, we have to create something that's going to be deflationary or or we're just going to continue to go into the shitter. Um, but we need technology to advance, but we can't let anything really blow up. So how do we do that? How do we mitigate that risk right there? I think by doing that, slowly adopting cryptocurrencies, things that are deflationary, getting people interested slowly over time is going to take over. I think that's what they're they're trying to trying to do. I mean, it. From my logical standpoint, that's the only way I see it being being played out. You know, they're not just going to these these billionaires and the guys that run the show are not just going to come out and and and, uh, and say, OK, we're using crypto today or 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 anything like that. But, you know, they come out, they make these things up. OK, this guy did this and there's all this speculation. And I mean, guys, we're, we're we're investing in something that we don't even know who created it. For me, it's like, wow, that's that's kind of. That, that's kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. I mean, we should at least know who created it, but why? There's a reason why they don't tell us who created it. Yeah, yeah, no, you know what? It's crazy because <clears throat> I agree with you. There's one question, you know, I want to ask you, but first, I, I do I do see your, your point on the government because, you know, there's, there's obviously conspiracy <clears throat> theories and you look into, like, what Satoshi Nakamoto means and people have broken it down and they have this theory that it's like, it is a government agency uh, just because of the, the two words Satoshi Nakamoto. And so, you know, we don't have to get into all that. I guess really what my question is, because, you know, I kind of want to beg to differ, but 
do you believe possibly that like what do you think is more reasonable elon musk creating bitcoin or the government creating bitcoin what's what if you had to choose one i i would say the government puts a gun to somebody's head and tells them to create bitcoin we we need um <clears throat> what was that movie with Tron, uh john travolta what was it swordfish i think yeah yeah with uh with nicholas cage you uh I, was it with nicholas cage yeah i think yeah no, and it had but, halle berry Yes, yes, that movie. So <laughs> yeah. there's a part in that movie where he puts a gun to the guy's head, the hacker, and he's yeah. like, you're going to hack this shit in a minute. And he's like, I can't do it. There's no way I could do it. And he's like, you're going to die if you don't do it. And the guy was like, holy shit. And he was the best hacker in the world or whatnot. And what happened in the last second, he does it. And he's like, you're hired or whatever he said. I don't remember exactly what it was. But my point is that when when it comes to the governments, they they cannot allow humanity to take over what they have going on that's why if you look at what they have going on they, they have advancements that we don't even have yet that we don't even know about think about area 51 things like that yeah. these airplanes that they've built and and and, and whatever um you know it, it's just it just goes to show that they take over because they don't want people to innovate and then this shit gets out there and they can't take advantage of it and and hold it dearly so, you know, the, it's kind of like it's, it's hard to think it's, you know, because then I also think, well, maybe they ran the market up to get people in and then they're not going to run the market up again on Bitcoin. Maybe it's just going to not do anything. So sometimes I think like that and I'm like, that could be possible, too, that if my theory is right, maybe there's a possibility that this just doesn't do anything. But then on, on the flip side, you look at technology and you're and you start thinking like, OK, where's technology going? And you see it going into blockchain and all these people are, are fighting to, to, you know, to to get their company out there and to get this technology out there. It leads you to believe that maybe there's a company out there that has a gun to their head and they're saying, look, you're the ones with the technology. We need to take we need to maintain control in a way. You know, the, again, this is just a theory, but it, it kind of makes sense because these guys who have a lot of money. You know, if, you, if you're if you're the owner of a huge company and, and you, you know, these guys in black suits show up to your house one day and, and with, with guns and shit and they're like, look, you got to do this. No one's ever going to know about that. You know, yeah. it's just you and whoever came to you. So, you know, they, they played it off like they had what SWAT teams and shit go to that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto's house, the, the fake guy. You know, they played it out to be this whole big thing. I think what happened was it got it got sent into circulation, and of course, criminals started using it because it was a way for them to to exchange value easily over the internet. So obviously, it was the easiest thing for them to do. And um, you know, they they whoever created it, you know, it could have been the Fed, it could have been whoever they created, and then just here you go. So it's basically like let's just throw all our cards on the table and see what happens, you know, because they don't give a shit. The billionaires out there in the world don't care. You know, all they really care about is their billions and, and making sure the world flows properly so they can make sure that it's created, um, get it out there to the public and then let the public fight it out. So, boom, Bitcoin comes out there. Criminals start finding out about it. Oh, shit. Look at this Bitcoin thing. You know, they come up with this whole scheme. You know, this guy, some random guy created it. We don't know what's going on. And then you don't tell the FBI. You don't tell the government. You don't tell anybody. You know, nobody has to know about that. You let the Fed mm -hmm. worry about that. They let everybody run around like chickens without a head trying to figure out who created it. And just that's just how they have billionaire fun, in my opinion. I know it's again, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, I don't really hear anybody talking like this because it's 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 like an unfathomable thing to actually think about. But the reality of it is that, you know, 
the powers who be are the ones that run the money system. They run the world. You really think they're going to allow some freaking, um, you know, some random uh, digital currency take over without, without them having their hand in the pot or without them being the ones who actually put it into circulation somehow. So again, it's like, you know, when you see these theories that, you know, this is the guy that created it and Craig Wright had this to do with it. I, I think that it's all just kind of like propaganda. They, it's propaganda because they need to have a face to anything. Uh, same thing with, uh, you know, when, when uh, in 2001, the towers went down. What did Bush do? He went to war with Iraq. Why? They had ma- weapons of mass destruction. They didn't even have anything to do with what happened on 9-11. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they, yeah. trick, they trick people into believing certain things so that the masses stay calm. Like, oh, but we found their passports at the bottom of the, you know, rubble. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? They, How they, did that happen? They, they, don't, they don't want people to know because the more people yeah. know, the worse it could be. Um, and, and again, I think that – I don't think it's possible to go up again. I think the market is going to go up. It's going to have several bull markets, and it's going to continue because of the fact that it's deflationary. But they ran the market down as soon as they came out with futures contracts and they just dumped it. I mean, if you look at the CME chart of Bitcoin, it's just it's just down, you know, yeah. and now you're starting to see guys coming in and buying at these levels. Because they can only hold it down for so long because the actual people actually val- value Bitcoin based on what I'm saying with 21 million coins. There's a scarce supply. That that's the whole gist of it. Is that there's a scarce supply. There is no supply of the U.S. dollar. We don't even know how many U.S. dollars are actually in circulation. We don't know how many are actually lost and stolen. You're talking. You could have, you could have double the amount of uh, counterfeit currency, and then they got to pay agencies to go out there and, and find you know fight counterfeit currency. They got to make more currency so that they can fight people to actually go get people that are counterfeiting currency. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like how the hell do you continue? it goes with the uh, same thing with crypto too because you have people that will uh you know spend their own fiat to convert into bitcoin then to convert into their shit coin that was purposely created to scam people and so yeah. that also has uh, repercussions as well so that's a problem too but on the yeah. same token it's like if people are going to give it value then that's its value so, True, yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a shit. It was a hell of a scam. Yeah, it's a hell of a scam. <laughs> Got up to four hundred dollars a coin. If people think <laughs> it's connect. worth that, then they're gonna then they're gonna dump money into it. And regardless if yeah. you, if it's a scam or not, and, that, and that's kind of the problem with crypto. Although that's kind of been mitigated to an extent based on you know all the things that happened in eighteen with all these lending platform scams and 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 I mean there was just so many scams out there. It's unbelievable. You know, yeah. I, I think they've kind of gotten rid of a lot of those and they've, they've built a better infrastructure for it. So I don't see it. I don't see it failing or going away anytime soon. Like I said, we the world is not going to degress. It's going to, you know, keep going forward and people are just going to keep innovating no matter what. And when these people continue to innovate, that's when they're like, look, you want to you want to innovate. <laughs> we need a we need our piece of the pie. I mean, it, you know, mm-hmm. if you come out with uh a car that runs on water, which yeah, I heard exactly what I was just thinking. I, which about. I heard that some guy did and they killed him. I don't know if it's true, but if you yeah. come out with a car that runs on water, that's it. You, you, you better yeah, not yeah. tell any. You, you better <laughs> on water because once somebody finds out, you're fucked. They're looking at you, and it's not no. the it's not the local police that are looking at you. It's like the the guys that work in that 
in, in that department that no one knows, no one talks about type things that, you know, th that you're not going to want to mess with. So, you know, it, 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 again, you're going to ruin the oil market and, and things of that nature. So, you know, again, they, they can't allow certain things to happen because of the way that the world works. You know, I mean, look at look at uh, Elon Musk and, and, and Tesla. I mean, this is like the greatest invention ever and no one uses it because you know because gas you know everybody just is so used to using gas but eventually yeah. over time it's it's you know it's obviously going to be electric but there's no money in electric comparative to gas right true i mean there's money in it for elon musk obviously sure. because he's like one can say he's kind of like a godly like figure by doing what he's doing like you know what i mean yeah I, I, absolutely but i mean look at what they did to him they they you know he he's he's like a you know, he's an anarchist. He's out there smoking weed with Joe Rogan and, and then he's, you know, on the on, on his show and he's saying what what do you say about uh, it's going to be a 420 stock price or something like that. Jack. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets sued for 20 million. Like they got to make an example out of this guy. He's like, yeah, All yeah. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Um, you know, so again, it's, it's another thing where they tell these people not to say certain. If you watch my video on. I mean, this guy, he, he's like stuttering in, in, in the whole thing. Like, and I'm like, oh, this, I, I think it's rat poison. I wouldn't get into it. And it's not worth this. And I mean, dude, you know, you, you're, you, this guy's got billions of dollars that are that are what? That are that are just backed by the good faith of the U.S. government. That's all going to change one day. It has to because the world doesn't want to be sanctioned forever. You know, the, the world is, is, is starting to wake up to, you know, the, the strong arm, which is America. And they're starting to say, listen, like, we're going to do our own shit, you know, and, and whether you like it or not. And the reason why it's working is because or it's going to work is because it's of technological advancements, you know, which is why I think that the governments need to kind of they, they slowly do things, especially might be the U.S. government, I would suspect, but slowly kind of throw this into into circulation so that people start to realize. And as you see, other countries are starting to, you know, other countries that are less technologically advanced. They start to to put their things out there, their cryptocurrencies. So, someone runs the world. They tell everybody basically what to do inadvertently. So, they send everything out and they throw it out there like a pack of wolves and let everybody fight it out. And that's how I think everything is gonna kind of come into place eventually. Is that you know everybody's just gonna have to get used to doing things a certain way, just like how we're used to using our phone. You're gonna have to be used to using your phone and cryptocurrencies which are deflationary go up more over time just based on the fact that they're not a scam coin or something like that. You know, if it's a good project behind it, the currency is going to go up. Yeah. I mean, so if you had to choose today between, um, you know, putting majority of your money in real estate or crypto, what, what would you choose today? Well, right now with the, with the real estate market, I kind of got out at a good time. You know, last year, early last year, I kind of got out because I was thinking that the market would crash. And I think that the market is going to crash eventually. The market's really high right now. It's hard for investors to buy properties. So kind of taking a back seat. <laughs> um, you know, but I, the thing is, it's hard because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a tangible kind of guy. I like tangible things, just like how Warren Buffett said the other day. Well, when you buy Bitcoins, it's not like you see little Bitcoins popping out of your computer. Right there when he said that, I was like, this guy is a, you know, he's brick and mortar. He wants to feel everything that he has. He doesn't want to own something that's invisible. And that's the thing that people need to get around. 
for me now with the way that I am now, I forget about it. I mean, I would love to own more real estate, obviously, because I think real estate holds good value. And the thing is, everybody needs a place to live. So even if you don't live in it, you can rent it out. That's just inevitable. Everybody needs water, food, and a place to live. So those three things, you're always going to prosper regardless of anything. Um, you know, but with Bitcoin, this, I, I'm just so sucked into the way that these cryptos are scarce. And I think that, you know, I, I actually had a, a little bit of a collectible business. I, I've been doing it for years um, where we sell collectible things and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and basically on these collectible things, you know, people give it value. And why it has value is because it's scarce, right? So you might not have this particular um, item or this baseball card or something. And somebody else might say, wow, I need that card. And they're going to go and say, you know what? I'll buy that card off of you for X amount of dollars. But then there's another guy that comes and says the same thing. So people like stupid collectibles. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like an old Babe Ruth baseball card is, what is it? It's a fucking card. Yeah, that's, you know, old as shit. That's all it is. Same thing with anything. But why does that have value? And the collectible business is is huge. It's like the I think the fourth most liquid market out there for, uh, you know, in the world, which is basically, you know, you're talking there's no price. Um, You know, people could just. Value, you go ahead and buy it and then in 20 years, it's even more rare. And then what do you, what can you do? You sell it. So it's, it's investments, but it doesn't make any sense. It's still an old clunker, you know, piece of shit that was made out of steel or made, well, actually not be, well, if we go with a car, you know, yeah. cars were way better back then, obviously. That's why people collect them now, but still, I mean, it's still the same steel that they might've used on something else. What makes that more valuable? Doesn't really make any sense. It's just all in the human mind of what, makes uh, what makes sense to you and everybody has that um those those thoughts like i would rather have this because it's more valuable to me you know so i mean the whole collectible things i think is a good um you know it's, it's a good analogy um especially when you tie it into crypto because these things are scarce so you know if collectibles are scarce crypto's scarce crypto's the new technology crypto's pretty much gonna take over it's almost like it's inevitable. I mean, right. So that's kind of my logic behind, you know, freaking, uh, what were those, the beanie babies from back in the day or like pods, <laughs> you know, they have all these kids, kids used to collect them. Why? Because we thought they were cool. Um, so I think the same thing's going to kind of happen for, um, you know, for, for crypto, just because they're, they're just scarce. And if it's a good company, it, it doesn't make sense for the price to continue to go down, especially when people start buying in and they understand that this is, this is, um, they're all deflationary. Once people understand that, I think that the FOMO is going to really kick in. Yeah. You know, Tone, I actually, one of the cryptocurrencies I'm very fond of on the Tron blockchain is because of scarcity and it's the poppy token do you are you knowledgeable with the poppy token at all i've i've seen it so um yeah i've heard about poppy i haven't done to be honest with you but i do they're the ones that are coming out with the uh with where they have the operating machines right the clover machines yes exactly and so so there's only you know 11 million of these tokens so it kind of makes you wonder like Yo, this is more scarce than Bitcoin right now. You could get one of these tokens for, you know, five TRX. Last time I checked on Tron uh, yeah. trade, and it really makes you start kind of realizing, like, 
yo, maybe I should get into this token because it might be one of the first tokens that gets to 100 TRX per token, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I really do kind of like that whole, we've, we've talked about it on this podcast already about, you know, the payment system and, and using that kind of uh, utility and how it's going to be more popular in the future. I think as a Tron investor to diversify within your projects, I believe that it might be foolish not to get right now, like at least a thousand or, you know, 10,000 of those tokens, if you can uh, afford it, anyone out there. But I do think that that's going to be something that is very, very valuable in the future. Just my opinion um, out of all the Tron projects right now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like what they have going on, um, you know, with the with the machines. I, I have a guy in the pizzeria up the block for me. He's got a um, he's got a clover machine. And, oh. um, you know, I, I got it. He's a, this guy's always busy. He's making tons of pizzas and whatnot. And the pizza is actually really good over there because the Florida pizza is pretty terrible. But this guy's actually really good. And he's got okay. they got the machines in there. And I, I can't wait to tell him, you know, like hopefully catch him off guard one day and be like, hey, bro, you got to put, you know, the, the Tron app on here so that you can accept Tron. And you got to get some coated cheese, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, because my, my whole my whole thing is that when the bull market comes, you know, obviously I'm not going to want to really sell all my Tron in one in one clip. I'm going to want to use it. Yeah. That's my thing is that I want to use crypto. I don't even want cash anymore. It's crazy that I think like this, Same but here. like I don't want fiat currency. I want to be able to pay with crypto. But of course, I want to wait until the freaking bull run comes because I'm not trying to spend any crypto right now, to be honest with you. I just want to hold it dearly until the prices increase and then have a way, an option to use the damn thing, you know, because that's what it's that's what it's that's what it's meant for. That's what they're meant for. You know, people are going to people already give it value. So I'll be able to sell it off to somebody else and be able to you know use it. And, and that's awesome. That's awesome that we're going to have that ability to do that, being interconnected with the entire world. So awesome. Yeah, you know, and I'm so sick and tired of the whole banking system. Just this past uh, last month in February, man, I had the most terrible just kind of experiences. I brought a cashier's check to the bank, a cashier's check, and I, I gave it, you know, to the to the teller. And then the teller looks at me and says, Oh, okay. Um, you won't be able to access your money till midnight. And I was like, wait, you're joking, right? It's a cashier's check. <laughs> and uh, the person's like, no, I'm not joking. I'm thinking like, yo, what's this world coming to? You know what I mean? When, when this cashier's check is supposed to get me, you know, cash right away in a sense, right? Well, why didn't they give you cash right away? What was the issue with that? Well, I mean, I wanted to keep it in the account so I could get a couple of Bitcoins later on, which I could talk about how that was a fucking mess too. Um, but like literally I gave him a cashier's check and if I wanted to get cash back, you know, I didn't ask for cash cause I don't, I'm just like you, I don't want cash. I don't need it. I wipe my ass with that shit. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get it in there so I could buy, uh, you know, a couple of Bitcoins. And so, you know, the, the, uh, to, you know, just summarize the story, they basically said, you can't, you know, get your money till midnight. I'm thinking like, yo, and I was in there at 9am, you know, first person kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was a joke. Right. And so, so then the next day, <laughs> okay, now I can use my, uh, use my money in my account. So then I try purchasing through cash app and you can only use uh, so much uh, money a week, like 2,500. So I was like, okay, you know, I know this, I'll only, you know, charge 2000 mm-hmm. to get, to get some Bitcoin. It said transaction canceled, call your bank. And then I called the bank. I'm like, yo, what's good? They're just like, 
oh, it's nothing on our, our on our end. It must be Cash App. And I'm just like, what? So then uh, I wasted a whole day uh, trying to contact uh, Cash App. They never got back to me. You know, I don't know if they even did yet. This is like last week. But, uh, you know, then I moved on to Coinbase, which I didn't want to do. But mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I You're was itching to. to get in. Yeah, I was itching <laughs> to get into some Tron projects, yeah. right, through the low. And then the same thing happens with Coinbase, with the bank. Yep. I'm thinking, yo, what is going on? So this is where it's really tough for me to trust, you know, the banking industry. You know, I was on hold for like an hour. It's like, yo, what's It's annoying. On? I know. It's, it's so annoying. It's I completely just annoying. Complete. And, and for a cashier's check, I mean, I know cashier's checks go through right away. Exactly. Um, in real estate, we used to use cashier's checks sometimes for deposits or whatever because they're basically just as good as cash. But a yeah. lot of people don't know you can actually cancel a cashier's check if you call the bank right away. Let's say you give your money to somebody you want to call the bank and say, I lost. You could do that. Um, mm. But, you know, you also have wire transfers, which go through the Fed directly, and then they come back to whoever the recipient is. Usually takes three to five hours. I've seen them go as long as a day. Wires usually suck. But when I first got into crypto, I went through Coinbase. I went through a bunch of these, these other things. And uh, Coinbase was like one of the first used Coinbase and it took it said it was going to take eight days to get my money. And I was like, it's bullshit. Like, I'm like, yo, I need to get fucking Bitcoin right now. So I was calling <laughs> I need to withdraw they're it. Like, they're like, you got to wait. You got to wait. And I'm like, what do you mean I have to wait? This is 2017. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what is this? Um, so I finally realized my, you know, because I wanted to put more money in. So I, I, I went with Gemini, the Winklevoss uh, exchange, and there was an option to do a wire transfer. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I would mm-hmm. pay the $25 wire fee every single time that I wanted to wire money because I would rather have it there today at 12 o'clock if I go at 9 in the morning as opposed to waiting eight days and then the price goes down. I wasn't having that. So I wanted to get my money there immediately. So best bet is to do a wire right now. But they're, they're fixing a lot of things. They're definitely fixing a lot of things. They have an app called Zelle that's out where you can go on Zelle. You link your, your debit card, and people could pay you directly to your bank account. So that's mm. pretty cool. Um, but, you know, there's a, a, another app called the Spend app that just came out where you could um, you can use your, your fiat, put it on there, and then you could buy, like, Tron, Ripple. There's a couple of other ones on there as well, and then you could move it off, which is pretty cool. So there's another fiat on-ramp. So – Fiat on ramps are pretty much the biggest thing right now that everybody's talking about, you know, just because if we're to have another bull run soon, we can't have people like I had people calling me, yo, bro, how do you buy Ripple? How do you buy Ripple? And I'm like, dude, you got to fucking get a Coinbase. You got to wait eight days. Then you got to send your money to Binance, but you can't open up Binance account right now because I don't know. They're not they're like locked or some shit. And and, and then they're like fuck this shit <laughs> yeah yeah I had, a couple of, I, I had a couple of friends calling me like yo bro i heard you're the crypto like i want to get into ripple how do i buy and I, I would tell them the story and they would just be like fuck that i'm not going through that you know it's a pain in the ass and then the price came down anyway so they, they were happy that I, I never i hadn't heard from them again in regards to crypto after that you know <laughs> yeah you know what your your friends are very uh fortunate it sounds it sounds funny to say that but when i was trying to buy uh ripple earlier uh, back in 2017, it was challenging, like because Binance wasn't out yet, and I had to buy it through a uh, uh, exchange called Kraken. I don't know yeah, if you've Kraken, ever heard. Of I've it. heard of that, yeah. But it just seems so sketch, and still, you know, that whole Mount Gox thing was kind of yeah, yeah, over me. But it's crazy though, because now we're in 2019, and I will admit, even though I'm kind of talking down on the banks and you know everything, 
at least things are a lot better for the average people. Like back then, like getting Ripple was tough. And now I, I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, just got added to Coinbase Pro. Yeah. So that's, that's what actually cool. got added yesterday to Coinbase to the Ironically, app. right? Yeah. yeah. If you look on the app, you'll see it now, which is great. And the XRP community is probably having heart attacks over there. But, you, <laughs> you know, there, there's uh, the, the, the thing is that uh, the price didn't go up, you know, so it's like the Coinbase curse now ever since that whole BCH FUD that they had going on with, uh, you know, people were getting on BCH and, uh, say, you know, buying BCH and saying there was insider trading through Coinbase and all that. So their whole thing now is to. Like I said earlier, but back to my point with gradually pushing people into things, Coinbase has a big responsibility now because they're the biggest, unfortunately, even even though they yeah. suck with customer service. They have a, <laughs> they have a, um, a, a duty to the people, to the government, basically, to get people in through a means where the price isn't just going to blow up. Like they announced BCH and they were like, OK, Bitcoin Cash is on is on Coinbase. And then whoop, price went flying through the roof. Now what they do is they give it to the pros first. And then they wait a day or two, and then they add it to Coinbase.com or Coinbase app. Um, so that's just the way that they do it. So the Coinbase pump is no longer even there. But they, their long-term game, you know, Coinbase don't give a shit. They're, their long-term game, and they have a lot of inst- – I think they're leaning more towards the institutional uh, aspect of things. Their customer service is just atrocious. I mean, I've contacted mm-hmm. them numerous times. You know, last time was on the BCH uh, hard fork where they didn't give B- – a BCHSV for an entire three months when you had uh, Binance gave it like the next day. Um, so it's almost like what, what, I mean, how are you the best company out there and you still suck? Like, I don't understand how that even, that's like a oxymoron right there. It makes no sense. You know, like you, if you're going to be the best exchange then you got to be given the best customer service. Yeah. I think, I think there's just so much money out here in the Bay and that's where, you know, Coinbase is located and they've, they have like, a lot of they already kind of have one can say a lot of institutional money that's private money from institutional investors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I don't know if you know this, but you know even Kevin Durant, you know the big baller, he yeah, is, yeah. He, he invested early in a Coinbase, and so we know he has a lot of money, millions, and so there's a lot of people out here that you know kind of just grasped onto it. It was actually a point where Coinbase was growing so fast where they had to stop their uh you know investing series you can say they're just like look yeah. we're done we got too much money now you know and yeah I think- because the market just blew up too quick no one it kind of hit everybody by storm no one really saw that coming yeah you know and that was all retail money so we're talking now what they're saying is you get somebody like fidelity coming out this month supposedly once they open the door I mean, you know, it's like who's going to be first kind of thing. And it's going to be a race because all of these people are going to want to get into crypto. A lot of people want to get into crypto, but they don't have that insurance that they're going to have with the ETF and all that. There's no insurance right now. It's still the wild, wild west. So when this becomes and – it, and it's for players to get in, like billionaires that don't you're going to have, uh, you know, you're already seeing it, pension funds and hedge funds and whatnot getting into crypto. Um, so for me, it's like inevitable that that actually, that, that, that happens, you know, just because of the fact that they got so much money that they can forget about these people that got a ton of money like that. They just dump their money in. Okay. I'm insured. Great. Where's it at? It's at the bottom. Good. Okay. Let's, let's, let's buy it. You know, they start mm-hmm. buying it and then, uh, <laughs> and, then it's yeah. over from there. The price is going to start coming up again. They're deflationary. I don't see why it wouldn't wouldn't. I don't see why it doesn't make any sense. I mean, again, they can hold this market down 
for however long. But once this the charts start breaking out, people are going to start FOMOing again, and it's it's like it's like unstoppable. You know, that was the bull market that that happened uh, last year, a year and a half ago. It was, it was unstoppable. It was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just too much FOMO. So they kind of had to bring that down back down to this level where we're at now, where it's boring. And eventually they know it's going to pop back out. It's just a matter of when, who's going to be first, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. So that, that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. And it's always a possibility. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, they, or anybody could basically come out and say, you know what, we're, we're going to hold off on this crypto thing, you know, <laughs> just like yeah. when it's hold back, they got to back up again. You know, and then uh, <laughs> take a step back. And the ETF <laughs> came out and blamed it on the SEC being shut down. That was bullshit. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So they just play with people's minds, and 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 it is what it is, you know. But people are like, the thing is, like right now, people are like lined up at the at the start of the relay for the most part. You know, when everybody's lining up, and it's just gonna be like when 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 it happens. Because everybody's just going to go, 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 go. And that's when everybody's going to start FOMOing. The real FOMO is going to come from the banks because they're going to be able to get in now. The banks, the institutions, the billionaires, the hedge funds, those are the guys that have the money to really move this thing. Yeah, and that's why they're using that JPM coin and converting it to Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> While right. everyone buys I, the I, JPM. I, that whole thing, that, that died out quick. They were talking about JP Morgan coin for like a day. I don't even know what the supply is or how that works. I know they say it's pegged to the dollar, but I mean, yeah. shit, when the dollar's devalued down the line, I mean, is that really going to make any sense? But again, that could be a... <laughs> That could be, you know, a whole thing where it's like, you know, this is what we need to use. You never know what happens in the future, man. I'm telling you, the, the higher powers up there, they're the ones that run the show, unfortunately. We just got to we, we just gotta keep getting information from places like YouTube and whatnot, you know, and, and, and Twitter and, and hearing from these bigwigs in the crypto community because you can't rely on CNBC. Um, CNBC has been proven wrong on Bitcoin like every single time that they say go short, it goes long. They go long, they go yeah. short. You know, so they trick everybody, and it's almost like it should be illegal because they're telling the public to do this, but they do it on purpose because they want to take the public's money so that the public works harder. They don't want to make the public work, you know, work less. I mean, if, again, if we make the public work less, then what happens? You don't got people working at McDonald's. And, oh, it's uh, such would, a joke. Yeah, it's, and, it's kind. Of, they were telling people to sell around. Uh, you know, three dollars and seventy five, or buy. I mean, three dollars and seventy five cent XRP. Yeah, because they wanted people <laughs> to be to be bag holders, you know. And then yep, they were yep. telling them to sell it at, at seventy cents or whatever. I mean, it, you know, they were telling you how to do it and whatever. But it's, it's just it's it's really sad what these news markets come on and, and tell the masses. It's it's like they just love playing tricks on people, and they and and it's like it's almost like it should be illegal for these bigger people to have an opinion because. And people believe it. No people. So only like, let's say 5% of the people know that information. So if Warren Buffett says sell it, that might mean buy it. You know, um, again, they were calling for the biggest market crash, um, what, uh, two months ago. They were saying the stock market's going to go down. It's going to go down. And look at it. Look at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, the ink. followings and that's why like i said with my youtube channel i'm trying to come out there and be real with people 
and, and just be realistic with realistic opinions and not just saying this is going to happen. I hate when you see people that tell you this is going to happen. Although if, you know, some of these guys on YouTube, they, they have some good points when they're really set with their convictions, but you always got to take everything with a grain of salt because, you know, you, you can't just take what this one person has to say and say, that's what's going to happen. Cause it typically will happen the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, people like you and I, when you're, when you're woke, I actually, I know it sounds wrong, but I actually look at what CNBC does and when they do their buy or sell, I kind of think to myself, okay, well, I know what's good then, you know, and you kind of have a feeling of obviously you're not going to buy into what they say, but you're going to buy in the opposite way, you know, because you're so woke and you know what's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's that's the good thing about, you know, you and I now we kind of know that and other people know that. So they know what kind of look out for. But it's just sad because you get people that want to invest. And they end up just being bag holders because they invested in the wrong thing or they, they took advice from fucking Jim Cramer and, and, the, and billboards. Yeah. And, 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 and the market just crashed. I mean, there's so much criticism on all these guys on CNBC and, and they, they're still around. They're still yeah. around. Why? Because they're owned by big wig billionaires that are like, you know what? Get your ass on that show and go tell these freaking sheep that this shit's going <laughs> to go to the moon. And then we're just going to dump the shit out of it. Yeah, and yeah, no It's doubt. a game. It's a game that these, these people with a lot of money play games, mind games on people with little money that actually want to invest. And, that, and that's, that's what crypto is supposed to solve. Um, you know, if we don't go off of my theory, like I was saying before, crypto is supposed to solve this whole mess that we're in. Kind of bring the money. Again, you got to look at the other side. Maybe this was planned out for you to believe that you're going to be the one to take over the billionaires and everything, which would be amazing. I really believe I'm rooting for it. I really am yeah. rooting for it, you know, because I'm invested. And I hope <laughs> that I really hope that's what happens. But again, you got to stay realistic. Don't invest more than you can lose, or, or I'm sorry, afford to lose. And unfortunately, for now, we still got to use fiat currency to pay for things. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you something. Is. Do you want to be part of that? 2000 group of people that are billionaires because i know for me you know i i definitely do i think i think we're in so early that it's hard not to believe that people like you and i if we stay with it and other people out there that like we have a legitimate chance to become billionaires if we put our mind to it and and in this day and age i think that's what it's going to take is crypto will make more uh, billionaires in the future there'll be five thousand billionaires in the future right there's only yeah. like over 2000. So, I mean, I think crypto is going to make a lot of billionaires. I, I, I know you're into real estate, you know, investing. So I don't know if you ever heard this, but I think it was last year. There was a statistic that said now cryptocurrency has made more millionaires than real estate investing. I don't know if you ever heard that. Wow. No, I didn't hear that. But that's that's pretty crazy to hear that. And that's it actually so really good to hear that because it's only been around for 10 years. So that kind of goes <laughs> that that, you know, this is. are deflationary and you're deflationary against a, a inflated dollar the price can only go one way um you know especially with the mining aspect of bitcoin it can only go one way it can only be in a bull market forever i mean we're basically still in a bull market it's just resetting on a correction these are only really corrections they call them bear markets because they want to scare people so that they sell so they can buy in cheaper that is everybody that you talk to on twitter and all these people 
if you did like a poll or something like that, you would say, look, we're in a bear. Know that they have that, that mentality that this is going to go up eventually. It's just a matter of when. So everybody is looking at this as like, it's a matter of when. I'm going to play the market if I'm a trader for now, but eventually it's going to go up. They, they are very sure of themselves that this is going to go up because it has to based on that, based on that deflationary aspect of it. It's like it almost is inevitable that it has to happen. So people have that mentality that, yeah, we could trade the market, but it's not going up right now. So I could trade and do whatever I want. And then when it's ready, I'll jump in when I'm, when I'm, when I feel the price is right, where I can get in and, and, um, you know, and ride the market back up for the bull market. So, you know, there's so many different ways to look. I think the next bull market will really confirm that for me. And then I'll hopefully now that I know everything, I'm around the top. Yeah. Coin or something like that. I'm gonna. That's gonna. That's like my goal is to kind of sell the top, and then when the next bear market comes, just wait, just wait, because it's like it's it's like it's inevitable. It's got to keep going back up. You know, it's, it's impossible to call the top, but I'm hopefully I'll have I'll have I, I guess I can say like I have more knowledge now, so I'll be able to make a better decision on when to sell. Because yeah. when I was buying in seventeen, it was like, dude. It's it's yeah it's gonna continue to go up but like you need to sell it at some point you know I was buying it at six thousand and mm -hmm. I ran it up and I I made some money but then I made some mistakes man you know I made some mistakes getting into these stupid scams and whatever and that's what happens with everybody I'm more knowledgeable now in that aspect I'm not gonna do that I already know that just hold Bitcoin hold Bitcoin hold some cryptos that you believe in and just wait just wait you know the waiting game is what sucks that's what sucks right now sucks because. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm in a position where it's like, I, like you said, we just want to buy Bitcoin. That's all I want to do. And, you know, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm just spending money on things that I need. I'm not really uh, splurging like I, like I was years ago. You know, I'm, I'm more like conservative, more conservative than I've ever been before because I want to save as much money to put it into Bitcoin. That's like my, my mentality now. And it's like, I think about it and I'm like, there's so many other people out there that, that, like smart people that must feel the same way because it's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, what's coming, but it, it's like, when's it going to happen is the thing. And, and you're scared that if you, you know, you buy at this price, yeah, it could go down, but at least I got in a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people deep down inside really feel that way. Even if they don't tell you that because they know eventually. And it's. Yeah, no, it's I, I agree with you. Yeah, you know, fucking crypto tone. This has been a dope ass podcast. That's what it's been yeah, and, what, like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and you know, I, I think uh, you know to 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 let you go out and enjoy yourself this weekend. We can uh, wrap it up, but before we wrap it up, uh, I would like to know, and I'm pretty sure the listeners would like to know, what is your favorite Tron project right now? My favorite Tron project right now. Um... You had to go all in. Which one? <laughs> I mean, look, there's a there's a lot of people out there that that talk about anti man. Uh, everybody talks about Tron Bet and anti. I know it's a DAP game, but you know what, man? When I play Tron Bet, sometimes I, you know, I, I I see myself sitting there and I'm like, wow, I've been playing for 45 minutes or something like that, and then I stop and I don't play to like the point where it's like I go crazy. 
but I could see how people, because I remember the feeling back in the bull run, you know, when I was getting into things like BitConnect, people, people want to have that, you know, there's a lot more gamblers out there than you think. And a lot mm-hmm. of these people that play these dApps are hoping that they're going to, that, that the prices are going to go up and whatnot. Um, or that they're going to, you know, in the hopes that they're going to make more money. It's so easy to gamble now. It's, it's almost bad, but it's, it's like inevitable that it's going to happen. And Anti has a limited supply. It's got like 88 million or something like that. Every time you roll on Tron bet, you mine a couple of Antis out and you're able to sell those Antis right away. And right now they're worth like 32 or 30 TRX every yeah. other day, which is crazy. And again, like I said, I mean, I know it's a DAP game. But it's it's massive for me. I, I mean, in my opinion, it's massive with the with the limited supply. It, it's pretty much a genius. Um, it, it's a genius format that they that they created to kind of feed off of people's greed. That's what it is because people are going <laughs> to do it anyway, and you're in control of your money. And people are, you know, if you lose your money, it's it's your fault. It's not anybody else's fault. Like if BitConnect goes down, obviously it's BitConnect's fault. We can go go sue, but. You know, with with, with Tronbit, it's like you don't even hold your Tron on 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 the platform. You go on there, you use it, and then you and then you leave when you're done. And then you can sell your Anti and take your Tron, and you're out. So it's kind of like yeah. Anti gives you that protection from that gambling. So I, I just think the whole aspect behind it is pretty genius. I think. Also, think you know, Sessi, Bit Guild. You got a lot of other SRs that are doing big things. I love Beatscoin. I don't know if you heard me talk about Beatscoin. I did a podcast with Alex a couple of months ago. They're an awesome project, man. I mean, I love what they have going on with, you know, incentivizing people to listen to music because my whole thing is incentivization. I keep telling everybody every day, incentivization, that is the best thing that you could do is, is get with a project that's incentivizing you to do X, Y, and Z. People don't want free anymore. People want to get paid. People want to get paid for every little thing that they do. And that's what a lot of these things like BitTorrent, uh, BeatsCoin is going to be paying people basically to listen. Like artists are going to be paying listeners with BeatsCoin. And then artists are going to be making BeatsCoin. I mean, it's like an ecosystem of everybody actually earning. And, you know, with, with, with their, I think they got like a 3 billion supply, which is, which is, which is great. You know, they, that's another company that could be, that could be big for the future because the thing is, I've been saying for a long time now, and I've seen, you know, since Napster, it, it, there's nothing you could do about technology. I mean, it's sad for the content creators and whatever, but like, that's, that's the nature of the beast, man. People have to adapt, unfortunately. And, you know, yeah, your, your music's probably going to get pirated. You're not going to be able to be a great musician. Why? Because you didn't market yourself properly. Like, let's take, for example, um, who's that freaking? Well, it takes money, too. Yeah, I mean, who's who's the guy with all the tattoos on his face? The rapper, the the damn, what the hell is his name? Is stupid. Lil no, but uh, they got it. He he but got all rappers have tats on their face nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of his name, but anyway, this guy got so many views. Everybody like was like, wow, about oh, this six guy. nine, six nine. There you go. And then look what happened. This guy's a he's not even a real gangster or whatever. He, I mean, he's in jail. Yeah, now he's in jail. Look look at what happened to him. They made an example of him, but he was making so much money. Why? Because he was marketing himself correctly. His music is garbage. The beats are hot, but he's <laughs> yeah, garbage. The guy is garbage. He's complete garbage. But if you watch him, you're like, why the fuck am I watching this still? Why am I even listening to this? This is so bad that I have to continue to watch because I just have to watch it just to say that this is terrible. 
and be like hey. basically uh the prime example like i was talking about with your content creating and your followers like he's the prime example of people were following him to see him fall true okay so yeah so, so we can look at this as like um so let's kind of tie this into tron justin sun is out there doing what he needs to do to um you know market right yeah this guy's six nine. He, he was out there marketing his project the best of his ability obviously he didn't do all make all the right moves but he was marketing his project on social media getting his face out there so people yeah. could see him he he figured out how to market himself even though he like knowing that he sucked and with his purple ass hair but he looks so vibrant and so weird that people have to like what the hell is that you know they actually get drawn by that by the look and, yeah um, you know this is why we need marketing if your coin doesn't have marketing it's all just hot air no one could say that yeah this is going to be a great coin but how could you know it's going to be a great coin you know you, you don't you yeah it sounds great like I, I mentioned theta the other day i think theta is a cool project there's no fucking marketing behind it i'm like how is there no marketing behind this behind this coin they got no youtube followers basically yeah there's five million users on sliver tv but you can't move your theta coins off of the off of the platform so you have to use it within the platform like BitTorrent's not going to be like that. You're going to be able to use BitTorrent with 100 million users on there. You can move your coins wherever you want to move them, and then you can sell them on an exchange. You know, with Theta, you're you're limited in mm. backseat. And I was like, wow, this could be a Tron killer, but it's not a Tron killer because even if the technology or that might be a little smarter with the live streaming and bandwidth, um, it makes a lot of sense. Where's the marketing? You know, you need to you need to get it into the minds of people. If you don't get it into the minds of people, how the hell is going to use it? Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Like, like I was thinking, like I, I don't really watch people play video games, but I'll, I'll if I can make some money, I'll, I'll let you use my computer while I'm not on it. Like if I'm on the podcast with you for an hour and a half, I might as well, you know, let my computer run and I could be doing something. Tron's going to allow me to do that with BitTorrent. If I had wanted the option, I could go ahead and seed files for all, all day and then i can make some btt cool right so yeah. i can make make a couple of dollars while i'm not doing anything mine as well <laughs> you know so <laughs> my thing is like incentivization man and people want to be incentivized now people are just tired of uh of 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 uh of free honestly they're tired of free they want to be paid now for everything and that's the way that the world is going i think that everybody's just going to get incentivized um, for 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 what they're doing through through the internet, we all have a supercomputer in, in in our pockets. We can literally use the supercomputer in our pockets to do nothing and make money. That, that's my thing, man. I always wanted to. I, I always loved the movie Office Space. You know, the guy always he <laughs> wanted to want to do nothing. <laughs> hey, uh, 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 talking about make movies, money I... and do nothing. You yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, talking about uh, movies real quick, I do want to retract about that one uh, Halle Berry movie we we're talking about. I'm, I said Nicolas Cage, but I'm pretty sure it was the dude, the Wolverine dude, Hugh uh, Jackson. Yeah, that played that part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was thinking about Two Face, uh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Two Face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, I, just I, so the I, listeners know, I, I do got some movie, you know, buff. I'm a little movie yeah, buff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no that's that, was a, a, that was a good movie, man. That was a, I, and I had just thought of that on the about that from a while ago yeah kind of like opened my eyes to things and i was like wow this is this even possible i mean same thing with the terminator 
that's a mind-blowing-ass movie. And people are like, nah, man, Terminator? I'm like, listen, that shit could happen, man. With the way the world's coming now, fucking <laughs> robots are going to take over, man. You know? let's, let's hope uh, for me it doesn't because I'm, I'm located in the heart of the Bay. And you already know uh, it, it's going to start out here in the Bay Area. First. Listen, if we're going to have if we're gonna have robots and robotic shit and AI technology and all this stuff, you're going to tell done. me that they're going to be walking around with cash in their pocket? The hell out of here. <laughs> Yeah, no, they got crypto for days. No way, man. This is crypto. I know, for real. Hey, you know, uh, Tone, it's been such a pleasure talking with you and, um, you know, very, very enlightening. Thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, Is there anything you want to let the users know? Uh, Go ahead and shill all your links if you want. Just let let the users or the listeners know where to find you. Yeah, so I don't got the exact links, but I'll tell you guys where to go. If you want to find me on YouTube, it's just Crypto Tone, two words. Not to be confused with this tone base guy with the funny haircut. Um, you also got me on Twitter. Uh, it's crypto. What is it? Crypto. Crypto underscore tone one. One. That's my. Yeah. That's my Twitter handle. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I post. You know, I don't post every day. I post here and there. You know, if I if I see something insightful or whatever, I kind of you know try and spread my knowledge across the across the Twitter platform. I've recently gained a lot of Twitter followers, so big ups to everybody who's been following me on Twitter everybody who's been uh, loyal with me, um, you know, on YouTube. And I've been doing merch, too. If you guys, you know, my wife does uh, merch for me. So if you guys are interested in any kind of merchandise or, you know, we do shirts, Tron shirts, all that kind of good stuff, mugs. You guys see them in my videos. So if you guys are interested, <laughs> holla at me. <laughs> That's what's good, man. Yeah, that man. is what's good. Hey, don't forget, uh, to all the listeners out there, literally all you have to do is go to YouTube and type in the search bar Tron TRX, and I swear to you, it's all going to be crypto tone. Yeah, I'm on Google, <laughs> right? You see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so sick, dog. It's so sick. I always get it's... salty. Tell me, damn, yo, this guy Dusty got me, uh, got got me today, or there was another guy <laughs> yeah. that got me, and I'm like, ah, Dusty BC. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, it, it, you know. It, again, like I said, man, it's cool to see that because, like, I would never have thought, that, you know, I would uh, gain that type of amount of subscribers that are loyal. So it's, it's, it's awesome to see that. And I'm happy to be, you know, on top of the Tron game because I just think it's a great project and I don't see any reason to not believe that. So, yeah, definitely. You know, Tone, uh, you, you're, you're hella sick with it. Everyone go out, follow him. Uh, don't forget on Twitter at crypto underscore tone one and uh, tone. I hope to talk to you uh, in the future and uh, you go out and enjoy yourself this weekend. All right. Yeah, man. Likewise, you do the same and it was great talking to you and um, yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Sounds cool. good. All right, Tone. Peace out. All right, later, bro. Hey, Tron thank you very much for your support and uh, everything you're doing out there in the Tron community as uh, a developer, investor, or just a supporter in general. I appreciate everybody out there, but I do want to retract on one statement I made in the podcast with Crypto Tone. I did state saying that the fund token has a supply of $30 million, but... That was incorrect. It was actually $30 billion. But now that project has also said they want to lower their supply to $10 billion with a three-month buyback program. I don't know. Stuff is kind of wild out here in the crypto world. As you know, it's the Wild West. So remember, always do your research and to stay informed, always up to that date on any topic and always get your information straight from the source. Again, thank you very much for listening to the podcast Very, very interesting. There's going to be more to come, okay? Stay tuned.